Welcome to the Gangster of Consciousness. My name is Catherine McIntosh, rebel, entrepreneur, mom, global access consciousness certified facilitator, body intuitive, and founder of the No Judgment Diet, bringing you conversations to inspire you to follow your knowing and be the rebel by listening to your gut despite what anyone else might say. This is about being willing to go against the norm to create magnificence in every area of your life. Genius was not created by following the rules. All right, my magical friends. So welcome to the podcast. My name is Catherine McIntosh and um, this is my podcast, Gangster of Consciousness. And one of the things I've looked at is this fascination of, of what makes you, you, what makes you choose what you choose, what makes you decide what you decide, what makes you who you are. And, you know, I've been in the facilitation, coaching, consulting role for almost a decade now. And how I got here was that I went on a very <laughs> strange roundabout, longabout journey and um, ended up being a hairdresser. Now, out of all things in the world, I was a very successful real estate agent at a very young age, was able to buy income properties and homes and cars for cash and a lot of different things. And you know, a hairdresser was never in my repertoire or in my field of vision when it came to having a career. But I was going through a massive shift in my life. I had gone through a divorce. I um, moved, I don't know, 10 different states away to go to grad school and study somatic psychology, which is like the, the mind-body connection, the brain-body connection. And um, I went to grad school for a year and really got myself deep into the psychology of the body. And at first it was exciting and it was fun and it was like just, it gave me so much energy and so much juice and so much strength. And halfway through the program, we were required to go to therapy and talk about our problems in order to sort of be on the other side of the therapy chair. And I am no stranger to therapy. I started therapy when I was 13 years old and was put in therapy, was put on antidepressants at a pretty young age, was told I was psychotic, um, was, was told I was being raised by a bipolar alcoholic father. Um, I still not 100% sure on that label. He has passed um, in the last couple of years. So um, I'm not a big fan of labels. What I am a big fan of is awareness. And so I want to talk about today's topic is this idea of feeling safe. And I'm going about it in a roundabout way, but I believe that story does help us sort of remember things. So I can talk about concepts all day long, but if I include a story to go along with that concept, you may remember the story in order to remember the concept more than if I just told you the concept. 
So I'm in grad school and I'm six months in the program and I'm doing my personal therapy. And all of a sudden I start getting depressed. I start gaining weight. I start going into old habits of using food as comfort. And I was living um, with three other roommates. All three of those roommates were male. I was the only one in my grad school program, but basically three out of four of us were in higher education learning programs. One was a Tibetan monk, <laughs> bald head. He was meditating every day. We all kind of kept to ourselves, but every once in a while we come together and we have these fascinating conversations. But one of the things that I started doing where I knew I was getting off track is I was going to the grocery store after school every night and I was buying two pints of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I'd sneak them into my room. I'd freaking down both pints within, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And then I'd save the garbage bag that I, you know, or the, the grocery bag. And I'd try and like wrap the pints in paper and then put the paper in the garbage in the in the grocery bag and then somehow try and sneak the grocery bag, empty grocery bag, empty pints of Ben and Jerry's into the trash can outside. Um, so no, none of my male roommates would see what I was doing. And I started to get really ashamed of my body. I gained a lot of weight in a really short amount of time. And the reason why I'm telling the story is because I, I didn't realize how much talking about my problems was creating this massive depression and it was recreating my past. And so it was really hard to sort of open the door into future. And so what does that have to do with today's topic? Today's topic is all about feeling safe. And when we don't feel safe, we will find coping mechanisms to try to satiate our nervous system so that our nervous system begins to feel protected. And if you are somebody who uses food as one of your coping mechanisms and your body is in fight, flight, or freeze, which is survival mode, well, when you're in survival mode, all of your systems in your body go towards survival. They don't go towards digestion and metabolism and processing, you know, like things through your liver and your spleen. And so your digestion gets compromised, your blood flow gets compromised, like, like your food can't digest properly. And so if you're somebody who uses food to feel safe, but you don't feel safe, your body isn't going to be able to process the food, no matter how healthy you're eating. Does this make sense? Is this crazy? And so I really was looking at this concept of, wow, how many people on the planet are trying to lose weight or trying to get fit or trying to be healthy? And they've been trying many different diets over time. Right. So I just handed in uh, last week or the week before. I'm, I'm really bad at time right now because every day runs into the next. Um, but I recently handed in the manuscript to my book, which will be out soon. And please look for it. Please read it. Please buy it. Um, please listen to the audio of it. Because here's what I know 
is when you stop spending all of your energy worrying about what to eat, what not to eat, how to lose five pounds, what's the next thing you need to do, you will then have all of this energy and all of your resources to access your intuition to access your awareness. And when you access your awareness, your body is no longer in survival mode. It's in thrival mode. And so in grad school, when I hit that six month mark, I started to go into survival mode. And that's when the depression and the anxiety and the weight gain and the using food to try to satiate my nervous system, to try to get myself out of my stress responses, it just kind of created this, this awful cycle and this awful loop that was kind of hard to get out of. And so we all have experiences in our lives and where we may and our safety may have been compromised in a place or in an environment where we were supposed to feel safe. So if you were supposed to, like I was raised Catholic, we're supposed to feel safe in the Catholic church. We're supposed to feel safe with God. And we all know that there was a lot of of things that probably shouldn't have been happening in the Catholic church that has compromised a lot of people's safety, right? Maybe it was your home life and you grew up with an alcoholic or somebody that was bipolar, or you grew up with not really feeling safe, or you were abused by somebody close to you. Um, that compromises your safety. And when your body feels compromised, it no longer can resource itself in the healthiest way. So it starts to shut down in all these little ways. And now your nervous system is wired for survival and your normal capacity to digest food, to metabolize food, to metabolize toxicities, to have your immune system running at its most operative state, all of those things get compromised and we start to get sick, we start to get depressed, we start to have anxiety, we start to develop all of these weird ways in which our entire body is now compromised and it's in survival mode instead of thrival mode. So I believe that we have underestimated um, when our bodies don't feel safe and we're in fight, flight, or freeze, how that can impact our ability to be healthy in the body. And specifically when it comes to being able to lose weight. And so I don't know about you, but one of the benefits for me, and I'm seeing this in a lot of my clients, I'm seeing this in a lot of my friends, is that almost everybody that I have engaged with, most of them are getting healthier because there's less distraction in their life. Now, their nervous system might be slightly compromised because of the uncertainty of our jobs or financial reality or the fact that the state of the world is changing pretty dynamically. And so there may be a compromise there, but I also, on the other side of it, is this ability to reconnect with yourself, to quiet the mind, to quiet the body, 
to go still and to spend time really investigating your own internal truth. Nobody, nobody on the planet can tell you what your truth is. Only you know what's true for you. Nobody can tell you what the best choice is for you. Nobody can tell you what the best you know, food regimen is for you. Only you know. And here's what I'll say. Through my own experience of the last year and a half of completely changing my diet, changing my, my sort of exercise regimens and my activity schedule and how much I'm working out. And by working out, I mean running and biking. <laughs> I'm kind of a junkie these days. And it's been really good for me um, in more ways than one. And so when I first started this journey, I hadn't eaten breakfast in 20 years. And, you know, um, my boyfriend who is a nutritionist, he's an amazing functional nutritionist. He's like, you need to be eating breakfast. You're bonking. I'm watching you go on these like 25 mile rides and you're great for the first 10 miles. And then the next 15, you have no you have no energy in your body because you're starving yourself. And I was like, mm, I can't eat breakfast. <laughs> and it felt really off. Like it felt really foreign to my body. And the first couple months, I would have to force myself to eat breakfast. And it didn't feel safe. What felt safe was not eating breakfast. But I started to go against what I had developed as a coping mechanism. And I started to look at, well, what do I have to lose? And, and I've tried everything. Am I willing to try something different? And if I try this different, will it open the door to something I've been asking for, right? I asked a question and I got a yes. And so I was like, okay, what do I have to lose? Well, <laughs> I have to lose my judgments. <laughs> I have to lose my points of views. I have to lose my justifications and being right. Right. And then I asked, what do I have to gain? And when I asked that question, it was like, like the curtains opened and the light poured through. And I was like, oh, this feels really foreign because it's actually something that will transform me. So sometimes we are apt to judge or conclude that something new or something different isn't good for us. And it's simply because it's foreign when the truth is it actually might be the change you're looking for. So my friends, in this conversation we all have had traumas in our lives that have compromised our safety. We have all had these experiences which have rocked us to our core. And what I will say is you're not wrong for that. I recently did a podcast, was interviewed by someone. So I'm not going to tell my story in this episode because I go into depth in a way I never have before. And I might do a solo episode and go even more in depth into that experience and into that trauma when I was younger. Um, but what I will say is I thought that the trauma that I had processed 
which was, you know, almost losing my life in my home of origin um, to one of my siblings who got really angry with me. Um, I went through to therapy for a very long time to process this trauma. And I spent all the time on the actual traumatic event, right? Um, and what I didn't realize is that the trauma that was still living in my body to this day in my mid forties, up until a couple of weeks ago, was the fact that I never even looked at or considered. So when that event happened, I ended up moving out of my own home. I ended up living with my best friend and her family. And it was like the best summer of my life. And then my mom called a week before school started and said, you have to move back home if you want to play soccer, which soccer was my life. I was a huge soccer player for those of you that knew me way back when. Um, and I was a good soccer player. I was a good athlete. And so when I moved back home and went to soccer my senior year in high school, that's the year we won state championship. I like scored the game winning goal with a minute and 37 seconds left on the clock um, to put us into the finals so that we did win state. Like there's a lot of, of positive history in my world around, you know, growing up in soccer and high school and all that stuff. But there's this one event of almost dying. <laughs> And it was, it wasn't the event itself that created the problem. It was all of the stuff afterwards. So I ended up moving out. I ended up having to move back into my house right before my senior year in high school, but I never processed any, anything around moving back into a place where I didn't feel safe. And that is when my body started breaking down. I gained over 20 pounds my senior year in high school. I didn't understand it because I was still an athlete. I was running three to five miles a day. I was doing volleyball and soccer and then soccer and volleyball and downhill ski racing and running and lifting weights and training and like doing a lot of stuff. There is no explainable reason that I should have gained 20 pounds my senior year in high school, except for the fact that my nervous system was compromised, except for the fact that I didn't feel safe in my own home. So instead of my body metabolizing the food when I was at home, my body was trying to metabolize and create a place where I felt safe. So every time I would eat, instead of my body being resourced to process the food, it was resourcing to try to get my nervous system to say, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. And so I cannot emphasize enough this feeling of if you are somebody who has struggled with her with their weight, struggled with food, struggled with food addiction, or struggled with overeating, or even struggled with body dysmorphia, or anorexia or bulimia, any sort of food-related um, dis-ease, then there may be this place where somewhere in your home and in your family of origin or in your high school or in your religion or in an environment where you were supposed to be safe, your safety was compromised and it set you up, it set you up for survival instead of what should be thriving 
and relaxed and in the state of being able to receive. It's sort of crazy. So if this resonates with you, please leave a comment below. Please feel free to share this episode with someone that you might resonate with. And I've got a bunch of classes coming up around safety, around food, around processing. So you're welcome to check out my website at katherinemackintosh.com. And my friends, what I'll say to you is if you're in a place where your physical body has been compromised for at least a year. And no matter what you do, you haven't been able to change it. So if you're going through inexplainable pains, if you're going through inexplainable weight gain, if you're going through inexplainable need to constantly eat when you don't really want to, um, then then you may want to explore further. And what I will say to you is if you are in this place where you have been trying to change for at least a year and haven't been able to, you can't change what isn't yours. And when your safety and when your nervous system and when your energetic body is compromised, it's really hard to resource yourself so that you can access your awareness because your awareness is the key to freedom. It's not about a diet. Yes, food makes a difference, but it's about a psychological underpinning that when you get to the root of whatever it is, you can be free. So stop trying to get your diet right. Stop trying to get getting out of pain right and start to get really curious around, huh, I wonder what that psychological underpinning is or that potential trauma from childhood is that has me not feeling safe. And if you don't feel safe, then what's your go-to stress response? Is it fight? Is it flight? Or is it freeze? And there's a fourth one called fawn. And fun is the one where you're like, everything's fine when underneath the surface, it's not. So fawn actually was one of my stress responses after that traumatic event with my sibling. So I moved back into my house and in order to avoid any conflict with him, I pretended to be fine. When we all know the truth is my life was threatened and I wasn't fine. And I was living under a roof, right? Where I did not feel safe. And that was huge. And I'm telling you guys, this happened to me when I was 17 years old, right before I turned 18, I'm in my mid forties. And it was just four weeks ago that I started to sort of open the door to this that I didn't even realize was there. And so it's never too late to discover what your truth is. It's never too late to unearth sort of the hidden traumas in your body and life. And look, it doesn't have to be a painful process. I realized it. I laughed. I went, oh my God. I journaled about it for like maybe 15 minutes and I went, okay, cool. Now I can change this because now I'm empowered with the truth. So the lie was a diet will change it. 
control will change it. Willpower will change it. No, none of those things are true. So if you're having a conversation with yourself right now that it's about willpower and making the right choice and making the right food choices and needing to get motivated to exercise, um, I might stop you and, and invite you to look at is there a psychological trauma that has been stuck in your body that has you not feeling safe and you didn't even realize it? And is that where you need to start? Because it's not about getting food right or nutrition right or your body right. Yes, that helps. Yes, it makes a huge difference. But if the psychological, like, ramifications are living underneath the surface and if your nervous system is compromised and if you're in fight or flight no amount of the right choice is going to set you free you have to set you free so you can be aware of what choices to choose next so that's all i have for you guys today um, hopefully this conversation will contribute to you in some way and I'll say this again, I said it earlier, but if you can't stop a thought or if you can't stop yourself in the process of overeating, or if you can't stop yourself from verbally abusing yourself or attacking yourself in your head, then chances are whatever it is that you are doing that you cannot stop, the thing you cannot stop is not yours. And my favorite tool, and this is a tool that is in the No Judgment Diet, which is an online course using the tools of access consciousness, you can go stop it, right? And literally stop it in the moment and think of something to be grateful for because that rewires the neurotransmitters, it rewires the brain, and it rewires the body to begin to um, create new neural pathways, new life experiences, new ways of seeing and receiving the world. So my friends, thank you for joining me on today's episode. If this sparked you, inspired you, invited you into a different possibility, please leave a comment. Please share it with anyone you think might resonate with this message, and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, if you were inspired, comment, send us an email, let us know what changed for you and feel free to share with your friends. Also make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes and inspiration so you can create what hasn't yet been created before. It takes guts to do what you're doing. So if you're ready to be the rebel, follow me on Instagram at Catherine underscore Macintosh and follow the No Judgment Diet on Facebook and Instagram for the latest and greatest tips to tap into your brilliance and unleash your awareness. Genius was not created by following the rules.